1: Hello and welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts I'm Johnny Venerable, joined as always by Bo Brock in this audio-only edition of the PHNX Cardinals podcast, Bo. Are we doing on this Wednesday as we inch closer and closer to Cardinals training camp, 2022
0: doing great. Glad we're audio only. I got my feet up. Didn't even, uh, t- I, I took a shower today, but I didn't have to, which is thanks for that. audio only, you know, we just kind of, we don't mail it in. Like well is actually shirtless right now. <laughs> yes, I'm shirtless. I'm beating my chest. I'm waiting for the kind time, time signing that we were begging for yesterday on this very podcast. But, uh, we got some other fun Arizona Cardinals topics to talk about today, uh, including Pro Football Focus with an interesting little nugget. You know, Pro Football Focus, they provide us quite a bit of content, whether it's their rankings and us disagreeing with them or them with these interesting lists as far as what the best offseason move was for each and every one of the 16 NFC teams, Johnny.
1: We have a love-hate relationship with them. Uh, (laughs) I love it when they praise the Cardinals. I hate them when they don't. Um, yeah, there was a nugget. You had sent this to me, uh, earlier today, uh, and the Cardinals best move of the offseason Wasn't any of the moves that they've made actually. And you right. might be thinking to yourself, well, that's not a surprise because they've made like two moves. They signed Hollywood, or they, <laughs> they traded for Hollywood Brown and they re-signed a bunch of their own guys. No significant free agent signings of note, But according to the folks at PFF, they said the best move the Cardinals have made was not matching offers on wide receiver Christian Kirk or Chandler Jones. Uh, This comes from PFF. The Cardinals lost a lot of talent this offseason, but staying true to their valuations should age well in the long run, especially if and when they sign Kyler Murray to a multi-year extension year one. Something tells me if Kyler had been signed, Bo, that would have been the best move. But as of the recording of this podcast here on July 12th, that hasn't happened. Uh, PFF goes on to say Chandler Jones has been a staple of the Cardinals defense the last half decade, but not matching the three-year $51 million deal he signed with the Raiders for ages 32 to 34 has a strong chance of looking like the prudent move. Normally an elite pass rusher and plus run defender, Jones is coming off the consecutive worst run defense grades of his career. The article then goes on to talk about, you know, potentially overpaying for Hollywood Brown, but when you factor in what they're going to get as a compensation for letting Christian Kirkwalk, it becomes more palatable. While Brown may p- now push for an extension of similar value, he's been more productive. That's that's significant. A lot of people don't factor that in. He's been more productive as an outside wide receiver and has displayed a higher top-end speed according to uh, next-gen stats. And I think that goes to reason like the Cardinals – Hollywood Brown was always a better fit for Kyler Murray in this offense. Christian Kirk never felt like a logical fit for Cliff Kingsbury's offense. They started him outside, and then when Fitz left, they kicked him in, and he was productive last year. But, like, you look at these two, you know, non-moves that the Cardinals made, and they're being praised for them. I agree with both of them. And I think that the hard part is, like, they got an upgrade on Hollywood Brown. They haven't done that with Chandler Jones. And we're TBD, and that may be next offseason.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, as far as Chandler Jones goes, it, it might even hurt in the short term. Like, Chandler Jones might go out there and fall out year one for the Raiders, but the key here is three is $51 million over three years. I mean, that's a ton of money to give to a guy the age of Chandler Jones, and organizations like the Raiders, they pull these moves all the time. That's why they've been, you know, as far as one of the more futile organizations the last decade, and as far as their efforts to make it to the postseason, sure, they made it last year. Uh, but to, to give that kind of money, to give the bag to Chandler Jones and then the deal that Christian Kirk got, you know, for the Arizona Cardinals to kind of just say, hey, we're going to let them pay these guys. It doesn't mean that they weren't interested in bringing them back. It's just they weren't going to be in that sandbox paying that kind of money to these players for past performance because really, you know, Kirk, does, does he does, will he ever – You know, earn that money. And and Jones is like the guy had over seventy sacks during his Arizona Cardinals tenure. He was third during that stretch in the NFL in total sacks. I mean, it was a steal, probably one of Steve Keim's greatest trades of all time, if not the best. You know, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins probably is the best. We'll we'll see. We got. I don't know. I know. I I know. I would
1: say. I think Chandler Jones did it longer. Hopkins, to me, I mean, like. If we're talking about like, is DeAndre Hopkins going to be on the team next year in 2023? Like, Chandler Jones has the has historic sack numbers not only for this organization but his, you know, in the in the NFL landscape. Hopkins yeah. has the one great year, but you know, I I digress. I just I, it's hard for me to look back, Bo, and I know we weren't together doing this yet, but like after that Week One against Tennessee and what he did and the five sack performance, like. As much as I thought they would have had to overpay, there was no scenario in my mind that Chandler Jones wouldn't have been a Cardinal after that season, whether it be a franchise tag or something like that. So that, I think that just shows you how far he fell after that.
0: Yeah. And I think, I think it was even more so like, it, it made less sense than even bringing back Patrick Peterson when it, his first free agency go around, like it really did. Like, cause I thought that there was a number that the Arizona Cardinals could potentially reach with Patrick Peterson that would make sense, relatively makes sense for both sides, where I just think that Chandler Jones and, and what, what, you know, cap space was available with the cap going back up after off year, you know, coming off the COVID year, where the cap kind of stayed the same and went down a little bit. I thought that, you know, the Arizona Cardinals had a better chance of even bringing back Peterson than bringing back Jones. I mean, you it just so? wasn't, yeah, I just didn't think that it was going to happen. Like the Arizona Cardinals could at least point to, to, Patrick Peterson season and say, you know, even your numbers don't really show that you're the caliber player that you think you are in the open market where Chandler Jones can say, Hey, I reached double digit sacks again. I had this, I was the NFC defensive player of the week, week one. He's got a lot of things that he could point to during his pre agent year that would, you know, want a team that to overpay for him even at his age. So Um, You know, to see him leave, it was a very unsurprising thing, but it is surprising to me to see pro football focus kind of notice that it was probably in the Arizona Cardinals best interest as far as future salaries that they have to pay and and where they are as an organization right now to not, you know, pursue either one of these guys any further than they did.
1: I will be betting on, it's great, DraftKings during the season. You can bet not only on games and spreads and over-unders, but you can bet on singular player performances. Uh, I will be betting on Chandler Jones against the Cardinals in week two against DJ Humphries and Kelvin Beecham to at least have one sack, Mr. Bobrock. You can't touch that yet, but if you hang tight via DraftKings right now, you can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You can use that promo code PHNX can make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. We've got the All-Star Game coming up, Home Run run Derby. You want to put a little money on Albert Pujols to win the Home Run Derby? I'll be doing that. I think that's awesome. He's playing. Uh, Use that promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age. Eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And, Bo, it's interesting. I think you made a great point there about – paying for years of service that happened in the past. And the Cardinals were guilty of that for so long, right? This is the organization that paid Emmett Smith to come here and play football when he was <laughs> completely toast and roasted and, and, you know, well beyond his prime years. The pass rush market, to me, outside of quarterback and now maybe receiver and left tackle is the most expensive in the NFL, which – You can understand a couple flyers in the third round. We'll see what Majay Sanders and Cameron Thomas are able to do. But you look ahead to next year's draft class in 2023 where it's defensive line heavy. You nail a pass rusher in the first or second round. You get four to five years of cheap labor. To me, that seems like the trajectory of where the Cardinals are headed. There was not... I was anti-George Karlofkis, as everybody who listens to this pod regularly knows at pick 23. But had they selected him, I would have understood it. But I I think that the Chandler Jones kind of um, understudy replacement comes next year, whereas now I think we will see the Cardinals reap the benefits of upgrading over Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk was great for what he was. He had a role here. He helped the Cardinals transition out of a really difficult period, and he got paid. And he hopefully has a lot of good things to say about this organization. Hollywood Brown is, a, in my opinion, just a significantly better player. Do you think that he will have superior stats to Christian Kirk in Jacksonville year one? Or do you feel like because the cupboard's kind of bare there, Kirk could see a high volume and, and really kind of explode in Jacksonville in a way he never did
0: in Arizona? Well, like Trevor Lawrence had Hunter Renafro in college, and Renafro didn't light the world on fire. Like he had, he also had some pretty, impressive receivers on the outside but as far as throwing to the slot where you know christian kirk showed in his first year playing slot receiver second five yards behind Cooper cup like 400 yards who is the leader he had like over 500 christian kirk did um you you know he he could have a decent year could he you know eclipse a thousand yards for the first time in his career possibly i think he's going to get the opportunities to but also keep in mind like christian kirk it was not short on opportunities. Like what Hollywood Brown's going to do in his first six games, and he's probably going to be way more successful at it than, than Chris Kirk did because there was two seasons in a row where he had the opportunity to be the featured receiver on this Arizona Cardinals team, and he just never stepped up. He never stepped up, and Hollywood Brown has already done that uh, in Baltimore in a run-first offense. He had a thousand yards with. Uh, you and me throwing on passes for the Ravens down the stretch last year. Just uh, Tyler Huntley is not, just short of a ham sandwich for us throwing the football. So, you know, Hollywood Brown's done it. And I think that, you know, he's going to thrive with his former teammate, Kyler Murray. There's just that rapport. It's like Kyler had that rapport with Chase Edmonds. I don't think he necessarily had that rapport with Christian Kirk. I think he's going to have that rapport with Hollywood Brown. And, you know, they're going to hit the, the ground running. I, I really do feel... I'm a strong believer in that. And then it, it, that's just going to give the Arizona Cardinals the ability to kind of, uh, you know, temper the storm a little bit. while they wait for DeAndre Hopkins to return.
1: Do you think Christian Kirk and the Cardinals think that maybe his development was mishandled, at least initially early on, should he have always been a slot receiver for this organization? Were you courting to Larry Fitzgerald a little bit too much um, in the final years of Fitz's career where it's like, Fitz is playing the slot underneath. He's giving you about 600, 700 yards. Um, you know, he's, he's grabbing and catching everything in sight, but the, the yak wasn't there. Uh, were the Cardinals too prisoner of the moment with Fitz and having Kirk in the slot? Maybe by year four, he's the best slot receiver in football because we saw throughout the first half of last year, he had the best slot receiver numbers in the NFL. He was in route mm-hmm. to catch 100 balls, he was going to have over 1,000 yards receiving. And then Hopkins goes down and Kirk disappears like he always does. He was never supposed to play outside. I I do not think it's a foregone conclusion that Kirk could play his best football, you know, four to six years down the line. The Jaguars are certainly banking on that. Um, He always reminded me kind of like a Golden Tate where goes to Seattle, drafted by Seattle, didn't do much, second chance, Detroit, slot receiver. He had a really nice second half of his career. That was Christian Kirk to me to a T when they drafted him. I do think that the Cardinals of all the free agents, and I'm I'm not here saying that they should have paid him that amount of money. That right. was ridiculous. Um had they gotten him for eight to ten million dollars, I would have understood it, you know, back when the market wasn't crazy. But I do think, you know, if we're sitting here and we're watching Red Zone every Sunday and the Jags pop up and, and Kirk's having a nice year, I don't think we should be surprised by that because he, he has the work ethic. He was beloved by his teammates. He was a top draft pick. He went to a real program in Texas A&M in the SEC, right? Mm -hmm. He's a big-time collegiate performer. Cardinals in drafting and developing, they they can take three to four years, as we've seen with some guys like Humphreys and Hassan Redick, to find a good place and and get them performing at a level where it's like, hey, this is actually where you're supposed to be playing. Hey, Isaiah Simmons, this is actually your, your role now. Kyler, we're blinded by Kyler because it's like, well, of course, he's the quarterback day one. He's going to run with that responsibility. But, man, every other high draft pick this organization takes in recent memory, it's like we, we we take too long to find their niche. And by the time it's, you know, too late, they're hitting the free agent market or it's, you yeah. know, maybe they burned out already. I don't know. I think with Kirk, we could be in a tough spot.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think the Golden Tate comparison is, is pretty spot on. I mean, what, he, he played on, in some big games for the, those Seattle Seahawks teams. Like, did he, yeah. he ever put it together, like, for a full 16-game season? Was he, like, a premier wide receiver? I don't think anybody would make that argument. But you're right. Like, by the time it came to pay him, you know, could they pay him what he was worth, you know, staring down a Russell Wilson contract? And he goes to Detroit and makes big money, bigger money, than he would have made in Seattle. But it's interesting, as far as Kirk's development, you know, he kind of had the Hassan Reddick problem. Like, he had three wide receiver coaches in four years. Like, he had Steve Wilks and Mike McCoy brought in a wide receivers coach. David Ray was the first wide receiver coach for Cliff Kingsbury. He was fired, I think, after one or two years, and then they brought in Sean Jefferson. So, out of three of the four seasons for Christian Kirk, He's got a different guy teaching him how to play the wide receiver position. And then he's playing different spots. He's kind of drinking out of a water hose, and he's not playing the position that everybody's pounding the table for him to play because, yeah, it's being taken over by the face of the franchise. who's going to have multiple statues around the valley of him, of Larry Fitzgerald. So I think there are so many variables that go into Christian Kirk. But at the end of the day, there, there are some plays that were left on the field from Christian Kirk that I think he could, like he would have had a thousand yard season if he made some just pretty unspectacular catches. Like if he just secured the ball a couple more times, the Arizona Cardinals would have been a better football team for it, better offense for it. And Christian Kirk probably would have made even more money and made a case for himself to legitimately come back and stay in an Arizona Cardinal. I just think they they saw so many opportunities that they gave him or that were presented to him that he never just took advantage of it. Um, and sure, you can you can point to uh, so many different things, but at the end of the day, just he just never took advantage of it. And it, it might happen down the road. It might, for the Jaguars fans' sake, you hope so, because they're paying him so much damn money.
1: Christian Kirk is 5'11", 200 pounds. Golden Tate, 5'10", 200 pounds. Uh, Golden Tate was the 60th overall pick. Christian Kirk, the 47th overall pick. Golden Tate's last year in Seattle was in 2013, 900 yards, five touchdowns. Kirk's last year (laughs) in Arizona, 982 yards, five touchdowns. Tate then in his second go around with his new team, 1,300 yards for that first year in Detroit, made the Pro Bowl had a string of four, or excuse me, three 1,000 yard seasons in four years. I'm just saying, you know, you just, you never know. And they've always, struck me as kind of similar players were punt returners in college and explosive guys watched them regularly Notre Dame Golden Tate was always on everybody mm-hmm. knew who Christian Kirk was when the Cardinals traded up for him we'll see what happens as it relates to that uh, I do think the Cardinals saw, are in the
0: right go ahead I saw Golden Tate starting a baseball career you see that he made his debut like a week ago.
1: Times are tough, ma'am. Times are <laughs> times are tough. Got to get that bread. Got to get that COVID nineteen vaccine too, if you haven't That's gotten right. that. COVID nineteen vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those twelve and older are eligible for a booster. Do me a favor. Visit azhealth.gov/slash-find-vaccine for a location nearest to you.
0: You know, I had a blast last night, Johnny. I went to Four Peaks, met up with some buddies, nice. talked some shop, had some great beer. Had myself a uh, Italian beef, beer, bread with the Ooh. Four Peaks seasoned fries. It's tough to beat that. My wife's out of town. The uh, the teachers away. The kids will play. That's my mentality. Went out, and had some fun without her and my son, and uh, had some great beer and great food. Four Peaks, of course, means to be twenty-one years or older to enjoy responsibly. Of course, we've got uh, next. What is it? The week from next Wednesday. We've got our live event there where all of our shows on PHNX will be live every final Wednesday of the month. We're going to be out there hanging out. Come by. Say hi to the PHNX Cardinals crew and all the PHNX crew at Fort Peaks. Uh, Just an incredible place. I love it. You'll love it. Check it out.
1: Bo and I will be there pending any uh, viral flus or sickness or traffic. We're going to have a good time, myself, Bo Brock. We're going to try to get Damon Anderson out there with us as well. Um, but if you can't make it out, just do me uh, a quick favor. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave this podcast a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Check right. us out at gophnx.com. Uh, I'm taking open suggestions, Bo Brock, as to what our new T-shirt should be for the start of of the 2022 season but if you haven't dabbled in some of our merch you can check that out the phnx merchandise locker do you have any ideas of what we should do for our for our first t-shirt together here in 2022
0: what is t-shirt worthy i mean do you do something that we haven't tapped into as far as just uh arizona cardinal valley staples like do we go yeah. do we do we go just stock kyler murray do we go uh, homage to Fitz, Pat Tillman, some of the greats that, that played this game for the Arizona Cardinals. Do we go the new stuff like Hollywood Brown? J.J. Watt is something we haven't attacked. Well, we got the, uh, maybe we're just effing better.
1: I can uh, tell you what we're not going to put on a, a t-shirt, uh, Bird City Football or hashtag Bird City Football. We're not we're not going to put that on a t-shirt, make you wear that. Listen, if you want to wear that, that's right. great to each their own. PHNX will not be putting that on a shirt. We'll be back tomorrow, manana on Thursday. Myself, Bo Brock, maybe a little Frank Sanders as we continue our discussion. One of these days, I feel like I'm a broken record at this point, Bo, we're going to get a Kyler Murray signing. We're going to get a free agent signing of notes. Bo and I love doing emergency pods. We haven't had a chance to do enough of them this off season for better or worse.
0: Again, like, and subscribe, leave us a five-star review. We will catch you guys tomorrow. Take care, everybody. See you later.